the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. <laughs> yes, indeedy, it is Friday night. We are finishing up the week and we're going to do it strong. We're going to wrap it up tight, babies. Glad to have you guys here with us tonight. It may be chilly and rainy and cold in San Diego. Get them out of here. We're bringing the heat here tonight on the AK show. Yes, we are. Yes, we are indeed. We've got a show, a great show for you guys tonight. We've got, of course, Friday uh, means Bob Walters. He's going to be here with the education report for for tonight's show. And that always has lots of stink. Y'all know on Fridays, typically at the end of the show, we present the hero of the week and the stink of the week. Well, tonight, all my topics tonight have, including Bob Walters, his education segment, has hero stories and stink stories in it. So the whole show tonight is going to be a whole lot of heroes and a whole lot of... A lot of zeros here, but we also want to hear from you. If you have a nominee for, and I would particularly love it if you've got a local story of a local person who you think deserves. I've got, I posted on the Facebook like I always do. Who's your nominees for here of the week and stink of the week? But also if there's somebody local who you know personally or you've heard of in your neighborhood, your community, in your workplace who you think deserves a hero nomination or maybe a stink. Give us a call, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We've been featuring more stories throughout the week of Heroes because sometimes we get to the end of the week and there's so, and Skins and I have to absorb so much news throughout the week and prep for the show. I, y'all don't even know how many stories we talk about that don't even make it into the show. So then by the end of the week, sometimes it's like, you know, our brains just can't hold anymore and we just kind of forget stories from earlier in the week. So anyway, 888- Don't forget that if you miss any part of tonight's show, if you missed any earlier in the week, or you just want to listen to a replay because you just love us that much, download the podcast wherever your podcast faves are located and listen to us there. Email me at andreakshow.com. And we've also got a 24-hour comment line. We'll give you that number out. Una momento. Before I go any further, let me bring in this man. It's the yummy. It's the delicious. It's the always an American favorite. It's DJ Potato Skins. And I just want to point out, it's the early part of the show, so I am currently accepting Hero of the Week nominations right here. DJ Potato Skins, call in. No, you're absolutely not. Go- you're, nobody's allowed to nominate him because I wanted to talk about a story in tonight's show involving him. And he said, if you talk about that on air, I'm going to refuse to speak. So... Since the Andrea K show, I'm, oh uh huh. I'm, let me, let me reintroduce myself to you, Skins, and to the listeners. I am exactly. I know who you are. Uh, I am executive producer of the show. You're producer. Okay. So I'm supposed to be able to tell you here's a topic for tonight's AK show. However, I just won't speak. 
I was just going to tease Skins a little bit um, because that, and when I tease people, y'all know that 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 means that I love them. So anyway. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Get him out of here. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm starting to get a lot of questions. When are you going to be back on Facebook Live? When are you going to be back on Facebook Live? Here's what they're doing to me now. Now, before when I would try to go live, um, Facebook would pop up with my restrictions and my list of restrictions and it would tell me you have 22 days left, 23 days left, 21 days left. Now, it's just not even giving me a time when I can go back Facebook live again. So every day I'm trying, I'm trying to do a test to see because the Facebook live button is there but when I try to actually go live it starts to count down and then it just won't go live on me so I have no idea when Facebook is going to allow me to go back live once I find out I'll let you guys know because I love you guys to see the studio I love to wave at you smile at you blow kisses make faces um, and just and also have everybody commenting on the stream it's super fun for me so I know y'all are missing it we miss it too um, that's a nominee for stink of the week right there because we still have tech, big tech controlling our speech and our flow of messages. And, you know, that's definitely a stink. Um, skins, I, 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 you know, I don't know if you have any family that, um, bre- there was breaking news this morning and this is clearly a stink story. Um, if you have any family members, I meant to text you this earlier. This is not a story you and I talked about. Wells Fargo. Anybody out there, uh, if you have a Wells Fargo account or if you're a Wells Fargo customer, I'm not sure if it's been resolved, but this morning, people's direct deposits and things were missing. Whole lot of money missing for Wells Fargo's customers, and I haven't had a chance to check maybe in the last couple hours. Supposedly a tech issue, but then they're telling everybody your money's safe. How could it be safe? People's money missing from them from their accounts? Somebody posted on Facebook that this is why I don't do online banking. I'm not exactly sure if this affects only those who do online banking, because whether you put the money in at the ATM or whether you, it might have been strictly direct deposits, but, uh, and that would, that, that's not necessarily online banking. If I do, because I have some auto payments set up that go to like my cell phone bill, I, but I don't do online banking. Uh, I, I haven't read the story, but based on what you've told me, it does sound like it's just a direct deposit issue, which means even if you go to the branch, you don't have the money. Exactly. Yeah. And that's scary. So I'm not sure if everybody's gotten their money back. Then on top of it, uh, we hear today that a uh, the uh, Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley uh, bank up in Silicon Valley, obviously, <laughs> um, has failed. And here's the story there. I don't know if they have multiple branches, but obviously Silicon Valley, a bank up there would would have money from, you would think, from some Silicon Valley operations, big tech and others. And I actually have some information for that uh, for you guys. But it has um, been shut down by financial regulators today after it collapsed. Um, SVB, as it's being called, um, it's uh, faced a run on deposits and failed to raise capital to make up the shortfall. And it was closed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation, w- uh, which appointed the FDIC as receiver of its assets. Silicon Valley Bank, which had $209 billion in assets at the end of 2022, has been attempting to find a buyer, but was ultimately unsuccessful. So they had $209 billion in assets. And went broke. I'm going to make an offline connection or an offhand connection. Okay. So both of these huge issues. 
solution to this might be government-run digital currency. We'll see. We'll see what the government ends up, uh, you know, coming back and how the Democrats and the deep state want to try to use this story, particularly since Roku. Remember, I said this bank is up in Silicon Valley. Roku had nearly half a billion dollars in this bank in cash and cash and equivalents and say and now they're saying they're not sure how much of the cash it will recover. Think about that. Shouldn't the bank be liable? Well, banks are only banks can only guarantee your money up to, I believe, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation only protects you up to two hundred fifty K. A lot of people don't even, uh, you know, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm confused. And it's a head scratcher. Why Roku had that much money in one one bank, one institution. Would, I would think you would distribute it. Roku disclosed in an SEC filing that about 487 million of its 1.9 billion in cash and equivalents is held at SVB, or about 26 percent of the company's cash and cash equivalents balance as of today, March 10. The remaining 1.4 billion is distributed across multiple large financial institutions. Well, they didn't just distribute it enough, my man. No. Oh, I don't know about that Roku. That freaks me out. Well, um. I don't know who all that's going to hurt because I don't know how Roku is, is you know, um, set up in terms of its investors and stockholders and this and that. Roku is a big player, too. And and how many people are invested? How many people's retirement funds have money in Roku or, it, or big tech stocks? I don't know what the reverberations of this are. Could be pretty big. Uh, you know, we, we probably need to touch on this with Elhoff next week because would, yeah. you and I are both having second and third and fourth level implication questions here from this. Um, The company's deposits in SVB are largely uninsured. How does a company of this size worth that much money and not know that they were uninsured? I knew. You didn't necessarily. You didn't study, you know, finance economics in college. You're, you know, a radio, uh, you know, technology expert economics and finance isn't isn't your expertise um the fdic will pay uninsured depositors an advanced dividend within the next week according to the filing uninsured depositors will receive a receivership certificate for the remaining amount of their uninsured funds okay so that hopefully that means they're going to get the money as the fdic sells the assets of SVB, future dividend payments may be made to uninsured. So, I mean, you know, (sighs) Roku said it continues to believe that its current cash and equivalence balance, as well as cash flow from operations, quote, will be sufficient to meet its working capital, capital expenditures, and material cash requirements from known known contractual obligations for the next 12 months and beyond. If you're working for Roku right now, you're scared, though. Their revenue growth um, has slowed dramatically. I mean, I don't even know who anybody who uses Roku, but I know a lot of people do. The company expects overall revenue to decline about 5% in the first quarter. Um, Roku's operating expenses have, have soared, jumping 71% in the fourth quarter. And in November, it was laying off 200 employees. So they were already in trouble before this happened. This is not going to... And this is not a situation that's going to get resolved overnight. Yeah. Um, let me see if there's any more in this story about other 
Roku makes and sells its own streaming devices. I didn't know that. Oh, that's right. Uh, the company ha- also licenses its operation system to TV manufacturers. Most of Roku's revenue comes from ad sales and content partnerships. Um, Roku's devices business ran a negative gross margin last year of minus 22%. Uh, their ad sales and content partnerships were 87% of the company's revenue. So Roku is hurting from this. I don't know how many Americans are hurting from this. Evidently, though, it looks like even the uninsured looks like they're going to get something, hopefully. Um, So that's that's scary news coming out of banking. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, crazy stench of a story out of L.A. County we got to share with you guys. So don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The 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 Andrea. AM 1170, The Andrea. (laughs) I love it. Let's do some rebranding. Just kidding. (laughs) Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. If you've got a hero of the week or stink of the week, Nominee, give us a buzz. 888-344-1170. I put it out on on, uh, the socials and there's actually kind of a little bit of uh, an indecision on whether or not Tucker Carlson is a hero of the week or a stink of the week. Hero for putting out the Jan 6 uh, footage, of course, and doing great reports on that. Amazing. And then is he a stink of the week? Because of the text messages that were revealed, not just that he hates Trump passionately, but that he said that um, that there was basically his his emails or text messages with was that he referred he used the word disaster in reference to the Trump administration and that basically nothing good came of it. And I think that that's really probably what shocked people the most, because I don't think anybody cares whether or not somebody likes Trump personally. That was kind of the whole point of Trump is that he was elected in spite of his crass talk at times and things, because all they cared about was somebody who was going to go in there and do a good job. But I think it's that Tucker doesn't think that that there was anything good that came out of the administration. It was just a disaster kind of shocked him because it made him think that He's not who they thought he was. Did you have something? No, you I know to say? a lot of people that personally that they do not like Trump in any way, but they actually praise him for the job that he did while he was in office. Yeah, because for me, I don't I don't I, I'm never going to have a president over to my house for dinner or Thanksgiving. So what do I I don't have to like their personality. All I care about is results. It's kind of like coworkers of mine or, or when I was a manager and I had employees, I didn't I, you know, I don't you know, I didn't have to like them personally, want to hang out with them or, or anything. But if they if they made their sales quota, what did I care? Right. Um, but of course, the left is wanting to seize upon. Uh, this is an opportunity to try to drive a wedge between Fox and any conservative viewers and Tucker and any conservative viewers. Um, I, I, for me, um, I, I've, I've expressed my views on Fox News. I've been critical of Tucker at times all along the way because and I, I because y'all know I'm an equal opportunity criticizer. I don't care who still loves Tucker Carlson. I don't care who doesn't. Um, but an old clip was, was found of him accusing Bill O'Reilly of being a phony. And the left has seized upon this to try to drive a wedge. And just in the interest of continuing to for transparency, continuing to show. Um, I think we need I think we need transparency. Transparency, not just on our networks and our media, but who the hosts are. Clip two. As important as it was. 
Another quote from your book, Bill O'Reilly's success is built on the perception that he really is who he claims to be. If he ever gets caught out of character, it's over. That's right. I, I, I say before that that you know, Bill O'Reilly's really talented. He's more talented than I am. You know, he's got a lot more viewers than I do. He's a better communicator than I am. Uh, but I think there's kind of a deep phoniness at the center of his shtick. Uh, and again, as I say, the shtick is sort of built on this perception that he is the character he plays. He is every man. This kind of po- he's not right wing. He's a populist. This kind of Irish Catholic populist fighting for you against the powers that be. And that's great as a shtick. But I'm just saying, the moment that it's revealed not to be true, it's over. The moment he gets caught, you know, slapping a flight attendant on the Concord for not bringing his champagne fast enough, or barking at, you know, one of his subordinates to take the you know brown M and M's out of my bowl and get me a bottle of Evian. Or something like that. The second that makes page six, it's over, right? Because the whole thing is predicated on the fact that he is who he says he is. And just nobody is that person, especially not someone who makes a million dollars, you know, or many millions a year. At Huntington Beach, California. Uh, um, your, any thoughts on that, Skins? I, I think, you know, he was trying to sell a book at the time, but I think you have to be careful about what you say about other hosts. Jimmy was also in the past, too. I mean, maybe he's changed his views. I don't know. But yeah, as you said, you know, when you're speaking about other people, you got to be careful with what you say. You got to be careful with what you're saying publicly about other hosts and because you don't want to come across as though you're hypocritical, Um, you know. So anyway, there's that. Uh, Okay, so let's get into this L.A. Times article. Skins, I don't know if you had a chance to peruse this when I sent this over to you today. Good thing we live in San Diego County, Skins, because otherwise, if we lived up in L.A., although I've been up in L.A. many times and ratted the roads up there, uh, if you are white and you drive on the 10 and the 405 in particular up and around L.A. County, um, you are racist and you are because since you're white and you're driving on these roads through supposedly through these neighborhoods that are uh, the freeways are built going through neighborhoods of people of color, uh, you're exhaust from your cars and anything else that might be creating bad air quality means that you are contributing to the health problems of black people. In other words, you're now racist for driving in L.A. So... Uh, you're telling me that there's only white people driving across these freeways? Exactly. Good point. Right? The article says um, white how white and affluent drivers are polluting the air breathed by L.A.'s people of color. So first of all, that asserts that uh, nobody of color drives in L.A. when the reality is nobody walks in L.A. And second of all, it asserts that only people uh, that are white are, are affluent, that there's no such thing as a person of color who's affluent, uh, which is absolutely just racist on its face and discriminatory. But then when you get into the article and, and that premise is based on the fact that supposedly in order for these freeways to be built, eminent domain took place where they kicked black people out of their homes to build a freeway as though no white person has ever experienced eminent domain before. It wasn't racist to build freeways in L.A. as the population grew and cars became our mode of transportation and L.A. County was enormous. There had to be a way to move cars driven by people of all colors from one side to the next. It ain't racist. Okay, it's just transportation, right? Sometimes it's just that simple. Yeah, sometimes, as was it, who was the great, Lawrence Olivier said to Dustin Hoffman, sometimes my boy delivering a pizza is just delivering a pizza. But the story gets even worse because whoever wrote it starts yammering and complaining that if you are going to drive on these roads that go through 
minority neighborhoods, which, by the way, they don't all go through. You get on the 405, drive through the Sepulveda Pass, and you look up and you ain't going to see any any hoods and any shacks. You're going to see mega mansions, okay? But they're saying that if you're going to drive on any of these roads that go through minority neighborhoods, you could at least stop and shop. Well, you know what? How about, first of all, um, I thought the issue was supposed to be driving, creating health problems. So how can you explain to me how if I stop and shop that that's somehow going to make it okay that I've given somebody lung cancer? What? That that makes it sound like it's some kind of rainbow coalition Jesse Jackson shakedown. Is that what this is about? They just want me to stop and shop? Well, be honest about it. Say, hey, you're driving through here. Can you stop and go to Tommy's and get a cheeseburger? Oh, oh now I'm hungry. <laughs> Love Tommy's. Then here's, Not a sponsor. Here's the clincher, though. Then they start to say, well, what are the solutions, Skins? Could it be electric vehicles? No, it can't be electric vehicles because those things throw off particles and stuff out into the neighboring communities, too. We're just going to have to find a way to stop these white people from commuting and make them live in their homes. Remember road diets? Remember the central planner up in L.A. from from Russia? who tried a road diet, they got a road diet done where they took six lanes down to two and people were dying, not able to go to hospitals, etc. They tried a road diet down here because Sandag hired Didn't a work. central planner out of Russia and it's all meant every excuse they can come up with. Racism combined with climate change to try to come up with an excuse to shut you into your home and control how you move about society. That's ultimately what Just it's like about. like we were talking about these 15-minute cities the other night. Exactly. Exactly. All right. That's clearly a nominee for Stink. Going to take a break. We come back. Going to bring in our man, Bob Walters, with his education segment. Don't go away. Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Doing all kinds of topics of heroes, stories of the week, and stink of the weeks, and of course, Bob Walters every week. First of all, Bob is just a perpetual hero of the week because he's a successful businessman who uh, dedicates all of his spare time pretty much, uh, not just traveling to Antarctica, but also to try to save our schools and children. And his stories every week include some heroic stories of good news, as well as the stink that's happening in our schools. And he joins me now, as always, on Fridays. Hello, my dear. Hello, good to be here. You got any, before we get into our stories, what's your next big travel adventure? Where are you planning to go next, Mr. Mr. Gadabout? Israel. In October. Oh, in October, you've rescheduled. Yes, uh huh. They've been rescheduled for the third time. So I'm going to try it again. Well, you got to get there because I know that that's something that you've been planning to do. So I'm glad I asked you that question because we want you to take that trip for sure. All right, well, now it's time for us to take a trip around the country and what's happening in the schools. What you got for us this week? You got some good news? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story that I got from you and your staff that I'll begin this, the program with. Oh, yeah, Skins found one. What, what's that about? Well, last week, the uh, Arizona legislature uh, passed a law forbidding the teaching of CRT in the public schools. And the Arizona Department of Education, headed by uh, Mr. Tom Horn, su- Republican superintendent of public instruction, they have set up a hotline for parents to be able to report any violation of people in schools teaching CRT in violation of the new law that was just passed. Okay. But what happened is, today, 
The Arizona Democratic governor vetoed the ban. It's killed. Wow. So I think uh, Katie Hobbs, the governor of Arizona, needs to be your stake of the week. Yeah, that's just, man. I, uh, so now, welcome welcome CRT back into the schools, and uh, boy, they just got to... They got to keep the indoctrination going. They've just got to continue to corrupt little, you know, little, little minds. And it's just so sad. And it's just a reminder that nothing matters if elections don't matter. And it was stolen from Carrie Lake and she fought really hard for it. And we've just got to continue to stay in the fight. So, uh, all right. And 20, 26 states have passed laws for CRT, which is great. But Arizona is the first state that actually turned around and vetoed it and is standing firm to keep CRT going in the schools. Wow. Arizona. And Arizona has always been considered a red state. Well, it's not. We don't really have one state that's 100% red. But at least if we had gotten Carrie Lake in office, what a difference it would have made, not just for Arizona, but the rest of the country, particularly just even just looking at the border, taking schools aside, because, you know, they're they're going to keep it open. And that affects all of us. Can we you got some good news for us? I got to get some good news, man. No, let me turn to the normal good news rather than this, the special story you guys gave me. Uh, the Washington State social studies teacher blasted a school district for their religion of equity. He referred to Auburn School District's announcement that they will be hiring more black and minority teachers to bring the percentage up to the level of students in the school. 70% are black and minority and 23% are white. Therefore, they're going to do a massive hiring program and and not t- particularly gauging into their qualifications, but just the color of the skin. So because they want to match the percentage, so if there's like, say, 60% black kids and 40% white, they've got to have 60% black teachers and 40% white teachers. Is that what this story is? Yeah, that's the logic going on. Which it's is, just, it's straight up racism. Yeah, it is. And it, and it's also job place discrimination because you're you know and and the EEOC should get be getting involved here equal employment uh, uh, you know um, equal employment opportunity commission or whatever it is um, yeah. the, the they need to get involved here because this is discriminatory hiring on its face. Well, I've got some better news. All right. <laughs> okay. A new national poll showed that seven of ten black families support school choice vouchers Good. and education savings accounts so they can move their kids out of the public schools. Good. That is actually good because it, it, in, in 1975, it was only uh, two out of 10 believe that. So it's been a huge increase. Well, that's because of the huge increase in indoctrination while, while skills and reading and writing and the ability to form a sentence have gone down so you know um i i I heard somebody the other day saying that we really needed to to make it possible for every student to be pulled out of the public schools 100 percent. if we've got a centralized department of education there's no excuse why they can't from a centralized standpoint say you know what the the taxpayer money is going to the parent and the kid can go take that money and go wherever they want i agree at least more and more states are doing it yes uh We've got a long way still to go. Yes. Okay, you got Tennessee pushed a new law which forbids driver licenses from showing anyone's sex other than the one they had at their birth. Oh, I love that. So that's good. That's excellent. They now join Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas, but there is fear that the federal government might cut off federal spending under Biden's program. 
for the state. Well, you know what the, the states need to say to suck it up because that's taxpayer money and they need to do what's right for the citizens instead of saying, OK, we're going to cave for a check. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Then you got uh, students throughout England took to the streets to protest unisex bathrooms pushed by the administrators. This has occurred in Cornwall, Leeds and North Yorkshire and South Essex. It's kind of surprising, but uh, the students by the thousands protested unisex bathrooms in that country of England. Well, it just goes to show, because I'm glad you brought that story, because a lot of times people might think, well, what do we care about what's happening over there? Well, it's about human nature. And, you know, they're continuing to try to, the left is constantly trying to act as, you know, gender and sex is a choice, and um, and it's it's a construct, and there's, you know, I mean, I don't know if you heard, but our White House on International Women's Day crowned a man, a biological male, as, you know, the with the Courage Award. But this story that you presented tonight shows that you've got students who are squarely understand that there is male and there is female and they have a right and their and their rights are to be able to go to school and use a bathroom feeling comfortable and safe and having their privacy needs respected i agree completely and wow. that needs to, and, and and we're trampling children and destroying children in the name of wokeism here in the united states of america and the UK is far more liberal than, than we are. And yet yeah. look at what these young male and female students are about. They're saying, stop trying to make us use the bathroom with girls. Because let me tell you, you know, whether you are a 16-year-old young male or a 16-year-old girl, you're at a stage in your life for the most part to where you want what's going on with you in the bathroom to be private, at least just hey. among your own sex, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You're correct. Yes. All right, the California legislature, nonpartisan advisor, recommends against Newsom's plan to put another $300 million into low-performing schools so the achievement gap can be closed. This is on top of the millions already being spent for that purpose. He recommends that the focus should be on the quality of what is being taught rather than just putting more money into, into the state, which the state doesn't really have that kind of money to be putting into these schools. So focus on what is being taught, not just keep throwing more money into this under the false sense that it's going to do a lot, a lot of improvement. It's done nothing to improve it. Well, no. And in fact, we were we the, the teachers pushed to get pay raises out here when schools weren't weren't open and the online learning wasn't even happening. You reported at that point and they were refusing to go back until they got their demands met, which had nothing at all to do with COVID. It, you know, and, and they and they got pay raises. And you reported at the time that I think upwards of 30 percent of students never saw a teacher's face online during the entire time schools were closed. We have we are we have more revenue and more money going to our public schools across the nation than has ever been in history. And yet we have the lowest scores. We've got colleges and universities having to get rid of SAT scores for admissions because we're putting out more stupid kids than ever in this country. The solution is not money. No, it's what you're teaching them. Exactly. <laughs> and math and English. We, we don't focus on that anymore. No, absolutely not. All right. And you got Massachusetts schools under investigation for barring white students from a play that touches on discussion of race and identity. They contend this is a violation of the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. So at least there's taken some effective action. Why this teachers or this, <laughs> the administrators would forbid white kids from playing in a play that touched on race and identity, I have no idea. But well, anyway. Well, I mean, battle, there, I guess. go ahead. 
they are working against it. Well, yeah, we, there needs to be, um, you know, where, whether we've got reports like a teacher who made white kids wash the feet of black kids or bow to them or whatever it was and went on in a school. And then we saw a video a few days ago of this one black kid dragging two white kids off the playground and making them, you know, say, walk Black Lives Matter or what. Whether it's college, you've, you've reported on colleges doing segregated, um, you know, graduations or this. I mean, this is, this behavior across the board needs to be, needs to be made illegal. Totally. I agree with you. And in fact, uh, Arkansas just passed a bill, the strongest in the nation, that would criminalize transgender people from using public changing stations or bathrooms that don't match their birth gender. Hallelujah. How about that? that- uh, what's what's her name? The the, the new governor. That's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. It is. She's doing a good job. Yeah, that's awesome. Hat tip to Arkansas. I still couldn't move to Arkansas. <laughs> I couldn't live down there, Bob. I know you're former Alabama boy. You couldn't live there either, huh? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Alabama. I, I mean, Arkansas. I I don't know what it is about Arkansas. No offense to any of y'all if y'all listening from Arkansas. All right, this is a good time to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift into some college craziness. So don't you go away. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Considering, considering, continuing on with our buddy. Bob Walters uh, with his education report. He's our education contributor. He's also the author of a couple of books, including Education or Indoctrination, which you need to get and on Amazon and give it out to people because it's not just a, a book about it's it gives historical context how we got here, what the history is of the co- communistic efforts to indoctrinate in our schools, and then it's also got an action plan on what we need to do to get out there and help solve the problem. We can't just rely on the Bob Walters of the world. World to do it we got to get active right bob you're right <laughs> yes I, I can't do it all by myself yes <clears throat> so okay can... college crazies yes um temple university in philadelphia with roughly forty thousand students will deny health benefits and force students to cover full cost of tuition if any of them participate in a strike for more pay for graduate teacher assistance the same kind of strike we had out here in California, where your graduate teachers—they're not, you know—they're—they're—they're they're, they're teacher assistants who are in graduate school, hmm. and they're talking about going on strike to get more money for what they're doing. So wow, mm. I know. Keep us posted on what happens with that. I will do it. And then you got a study that showed that black students are less likely to obtain college degrees because of discrimination and external responsibilities. Only 35% of blacks have college degrees, and higher and black enrollment has dropped in the past 10 years at colleges. The study found that black students feel discriminated against, psychologically unsafe, and disrespected, so they abandon their college goals and don't attend college. Okay, well, let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. Um, because the idea uh that um i mean this this entire story and study is basically full of excuses and victim mindset 
right? I mean, where's the discrimination against black students? I mean, how many topics have you already shared tonight that shows discrimination against whites, right? Um, you know, and, and then they feel disrespected. Excuse me. I went to LSU and, and among, I was one of 35,000 students and I didn't walk around looking for somebody to show me respect. Like, what does that mean? You felt disrespect. What do you, th- what do you expect a school to do for you? Roll out a red carpet for you every time you walk into class? Well, they take none of the blame themselves. And the reality is 22% of males under age 25 from 15 to 25 are in jail. So they can't be yeah. going to college. Right. They're in families without fathers in, at home, but single mothers raising them. Yeah, they feel discriminated against and psychologically unsafe. Why? Ba- based on what? What in the world? There's no, this is just, this is just more, um, uh, you know, more uh, yammering, complaining, and a fo- phony study to just continue to propagate a false notion that a black, that black kids, you know, can't, can't, can't get a good shake, a fair shake in America. And that's not true. We've got, uh, we've got too many successful African Americans, black people in this country that didn't sit around feeling sorry for themselves. They got a degree and knocked it out of the park. Ben Carson, uh, one of many. Right. Notice that this story was appeared on CNN. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the truth behind this story. Yeah. <clears throat> Florida University conceals concealed rampant DEI and CRT programs on campus, which violates Florida law. Last year, over $15 million was spent on such programs in Florida at that university. And University of Florida Health Clinic provides gender-affirming treatments to about 200 students this past year, including 50 mastectomies on teenagers 16 years and older. So that's just another good example of why I tell y'all there's no such thing as a red state to think that in Florida that Governor DeSantis is allowing 200 students, although these are these are adults, I'm assuming, although I don't know how many of these university students I, I entered LSU at 17. But we're basically on, on students. From our oh, it says from- teens, 16 and older, 16, 17. And, you know, it really it should be banned for anybody 25 and under. And there should. And I don't know, based upon this story, how much of taxpayer money are being spent on this. That's something we need to investigate as well. Well, that, that 15 million dollars a year being spent on, on the programs that we don't have the exact detail on it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. they've been hiding this fact, but you think the governor would find it out at some point. Yes, anyway. exactly. Columbia University becomes the first Ivy League school to permanently drop testing for any of its students coming into the school. Uh, they wanna, they're the first one to do it permanently, not a temporary. Now, what kind of testing are they dropping? Do we know? Entry test. So There was no SAT, no, no admission test, just... Wow. I thought maybe you were going to say like I had to take a I had to take a test on math yeah. um so I could be, you know, not 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 I had to take my SATs, but once I got admitted to LSU, I had to take a test that had to do with my math abilities because then if it wasn't quite up to something you had to take remedial math. No, this is about just no no test for admissions. This is just anybody gets gets to come in. How do they how do they make the decisions on admissions? I know. It's bad because it shows a decline in the quality of the students coming into college, much less their ability then to graduate with good knowledge to get a good job. It's just 
feeds on itself. It's bad. And Columbia is one of the most expensive colleges in the country. So why would you want to send your dumb kid who can't pass an SAT to Columbia and pay? And then why would you want to send your academically achieved kid to Columbia? Because at this point, the curriculum at at Columbia is going to have to drop to accommodate the, you know, illiterate that are coming in. I know. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's the only solution. All right. We've only got a couple of minutes left. So let's keep let's push through where lowers passing grade score for bar exam in a push for racial diversity, and that's not, quote, supposed to be a barrier. Wow, so you could be a lawyer even if you're illiterate. Who was this? This was Delaware, you said? Delaware. The state of Delaware has lowered passing score for their bar exam, <sighs> push for racial diversity, and, and not, it shouldn't be a barrier. The test shouldn't be a barrier to become a lawyer. <laughs> wow, it's supposed to be a barrier. That's the point of the test. And you're not supposed to be giving special accommodations to anybody. You know, if you've got dyslexia, you still got to pass that bar, right? You got you got to pass it because you've got a job to do for people. People's lives literally hang in the balance when they hire an attorney, whether they're a prosecutor, defense attorney, civil, you know, litigation, whatever it is. Contracts. This is just astounding. We're we're about out of time. Do you have something to share with us about we the kids this week? Yeah, we the kids, uh, I think I mentioned last week, but they're really mounting a massive program to have a national TV and radio show throughout the country. And they're doing a, a lot of fundraising for it and designing it in, in great format. And I encourage everybody listening, if you're concerned about your kids getting the right kind of focus on America, reach into us and ask them for details. They'll send it to you. Ask them for books for your kids and get details on this new national radio and TV show to see maybe if you can help them or get a guidance of what's coming. It's worth doing. It's a good organization. Yeah, it is. And thank you for what you do. Thank you for coming on here every week. And thank you to We The Kids. All right, my friend, have a great weekend. You too. Talk to you next week. All righty. Um. All right, we got hour two coming up. Uh, before we before we run off, to, uh, the skins brought me in. We've got a nominee for hero of the week, and it was a dad. Speaking of schools, it was a dad who dressed as Julius Caesar to protest gender fluid attire at a school. So good, for, good for him. Um, his name. Way to go, Dad. Yeah, Michael Giulielmo or whatever. All right, so we're going to take a break. We come back. Hour two of tonight's Andrea K show is coming up. Oh, this guy was sixty. He's got, yet he's got, uh, this was up at Krista McAuliffe. This was up at an elementary school named after Krista McAuliffe. What was an elementary school doing pushing LBGT? This is what's happening across the country. Hat tip to this gentleman uh, for making a point with his Julius Caesar costume. And thank you, Skins, for bringing that to my attention. All right, stay tuned. we got more Heroes of the Week and Stink of the Week coming up next hour. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.